M. Wilson, literally, don't any of you have a job with the 213 new messages circled? And he posts the no. Was brilliant. <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host. Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 24 of season 5 of the Chasing McNaughton podcast presented by Tech Hockey Guide and recorded from the state of hockey. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone. Rob Gilreath. Hey, guys. And Matt Cavender. What it is and what it do. Uh, this week, as we wrap up the first half of the college hockey season with only 13 games before Christmas, including uh, looks like three conference matchups, we reached out to Commissioner of the CCHA, Don Lashita, to talk about how the first half has been and get his perspective on the future. Thanks for joining us once again, Commissioner. Happy to be with you guys. Nothing like uh, being on with great college hockey fans. Thanks. Uh, this week, we'll talk about the first half for the CCHA, uh, the start for Augustana. I think I said that right this time. You guys will obviously correct me in on Discord if I didn't. I got yelled at one other time for that. Uh, we'll talk about flow hockey and other broadcasting opportunities. Uh, maybe we'll recap Michigan Tech series with NMU. Maybe we won't talk about Saturday. We'll just forget that happened. <laughs> uh, and, prob- and we'll probably preview the GLI if we still have time. Anything else, guys? No, that sounds good. All right. We'll be right back with Commissioner Don Lucci after a little thank you notes and a brief note from our sponsor. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at LivoniaTech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A Tech.net. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at FibkeDental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. All right, so what's the move now? We want to talk about Northern. We want to move on to GLI. What's our? Yeah, we our basically move? got to cover the G, the series with Northern. Anything else we want to talk about about the first half, and then talk about GLI. That's fair. I think to kick off Northern discussion, we need to talk about 
the atmosphere on Friday. That was <laughs> even on stream. Just it was loud, ridiculous. the The kids were firing on all cylinders. The community side was full. I you could see all the standing room was there. There was just like just a massive humanity in the audience. They really let them have it. The guys played awesome for their part as well. It and was especially just, after getting behind, right? Yeah, they they yeah, came from behind and they and they got behind early. Yep, not as early so, as for Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. I'm personally choosing to throw away the tape on Saturday because you know <laughs> it just it just happens, and I feel like a lot of times I you know like I get in the thought I get in the trap of like dwelling on the bad a little too much, and I think that we should have had that game more, especially more than we did, but. Friday night, I the the team looked great. They took it to them. They took advantage of the crowd, like getting into it, and it's very nice to see because there have been years like I, I I'm struggling to remember the year, but there was one year where the, even though like they always had the crowd behind them, the Misfits were always rocking, the band was always playing, the community was always supporting. They just like were playing better away from home. <laughs> so it's just it's nice for me as you know a former Misfits president to see them grab that energy and use it you know yeah no i i agree it was um it was really impressive to see how loud how into it um i really love the misfits doing their videos of the uh the line yeah of the line and their questions and i i i really want to do i'm hoping by next year we can get it together where i can get you know like three dozen hats made They've got the THG logo on one side and the Misfits logo on the other. And we can give them to Kellen or whoever's president and, and have them be able to hand out a couple every home game for the line. That'd be that'd be really cool. Like if you could get them to do something stupid in the line for a hat. Yeah. Because um, then Tech Hockey Guide can get brought up on those videos that they do every time. And, well, and, the, then, and then the students get to know about Tech Hockey Guide. Because not a lot of them know about it all the time. Who right? brought Who a we... living room to the line? I don't know, but that was awesome. There was a, there was a like, there, I, I know this is going to put the explicit tag on it, but they put a fucking recliner and entertainment center yeah. in the SDC. It was they, awesome. They were up there playing playing video games in line with a recliner in the it SDC was amazing. hallway. Oh, man, the, the days what when do I they do when the game like how does this work? Like when I do don't they, know. Like they if, get if they the get person that did this is listening. Like how do like. This isn't how it worked when I was a student at all. There, yeah, I there literally, were, I literally had to buy many open when I was seats. A student. Um, See, I I was there while you know the experience tech thing was was a deal, and uh-huh. you know what we would do is we like the lines were still long, but we do normal stuff like like play Uno or do homework. No, no, but what I'm saying is is what? How does it work? Do you do you wait till a certain time and then you get a ticket, or do you wait till a certain time? And the doors open and you go take a seat. And if you leave, you could lose your seat. Okay. So what happens is that, um, or at least when I was there, I'm sure it's still this way. There's like a little badge reader. Everyone brings their student ID and they tap it. And once they see that, once like the uh, attendant sees that it turns green, they're like, all right, neat. And they give them a stamp and they can re-enter. So, okay. How do you as say, let's go down this path of how does this work from the old (laughs) people that just got to go in when they bought their tickets? Yeah. How do you, as say the Misfits group, know you're getting your seats every time? Like, how do you know you you're gonna? You got it. You got to get there early. That's why you see those videos of kids getting there at like eight a.m. to sit down and make sure they're gonna get their spot. Yeah, that drive me nuts. I'd so what do you do? Tickets. 
Yeah. So so what happened? So I what happens? Just pay the money. So what happens <laughs> to the recliner? Yeah, that is a good question. If yeah, the person it, that it, brought it, their whole living room is listening to the podcast, did you it still lives in the to SDC today or something? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like did you did you just have one like two guys like break it down and bring it back when it was starting to get close to game time? Yeah, you got one like, housemate that doesn't give a crap about hockey, but he's totally down for playing video games all day, so he's just sitting up there chilling during the game. Did, like, you, did they did, did they steal it up? from a common area upstairs or something? Like yeah, I don't like, know. Did they did they butter up Cal to just let them take it uh, to the SRO section and they're sitting in a recliner for the game because that could be fun. But like I have no, work, <laughs> but it was awesome to see. <laughs> and other and other old people don't understand what was up with the chair and whoever was spelled out technological. They were holding up a chair for a while too, like just yeah. a folding chair in the air. For like what seemed like no reason to me. Like I don't know. I, I, I almost. Like, I hope I it's like know. a Shrek reference where it's like giving them the chair. But yeah, I have no idea what that was for. Like all of a sudden, there's a folding chair in the Misfits. What is going on? <laughs> I just, I, I don't. I love how that organization just evolves with whatever's going on on campus, and even if it's ridiculous or we don't understand it, they're staying relevant to those kids, and that's what keeps it going. And I love correct. I, I mean, it, you know. Any of us that are in Discord looked at our phones today and went, what the hell is going on in the main channel? <laughs> See, there's, that's what there's 300 messages here when I'm getting out of work at five to the bottom. Yeah, yeah Kellen texted me and he was like, it's one of your favorite days in the Tech Hockey Guide Discord. And I was like, why is that? And he was like, because the young kids are taking over. And I was like, you're right, because you you guys do so much to offset that Doomer attitude and bring so many like funny things. I just I love when the, when the oh, kids on campus get they're, involved. They're part of the Doomer attitude as much as they are positive oh the, yeah there's that little the tech meme. guy who i swear every time something remotely negative happens he's gonna jump <laughs> off a building <laughs> we we have he's we johnny have, on we, the spot as soon as anything remotely negative happens you'd sw- you'd swear we were a peewee team playing playing like the dallas stars or something <laughs> yeah it was uh it was a very active day on discord today which is good i just yeah. love the comment the, my favorite of that entire string was the Diaz is post about not having a job. <laughs> <laughs> and it's finals week. So if he doesn't have yeah. a final today, like <laughs> we'll yeah, whatever. Diaz is just chilling. If he doesn't have a final, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what's going on with him. I'm going to have to let him know. He's a topic of discussion again this week. He's going to be, M. Wilson, literally, don't any of you have a job with the 213 new messages circled? And he posts the no (laughs) back to it. (laughs) Was brilliant. (laughs) So it's been like 15 minutes. It's finally halftime now. Packers got a field goal in there. And then there was a review for, well, there's like two reviews in there because the Packers kickoff to the Giants, uh, the giant tried to recover it while standing out of bounds. So it would be at the 45, but he actually got hit in like the groin by the bouncing ball. So it didn't count. So they had to review that too. So that took forever. Okay. Love it. And a half. Um, any other thoughts on the weekend? Did you guys like have a different feeling about Friday? Did you guys watch Saturday? Do you have any like thoughts that well, you would so like? What to were see? your thoughts on the major penalty? Was that the one on Saturday? Because I didn't get as much a chance to... No, the one watch. on Friday that we scored two goals on. We actually scored two goals on a major power play for the yeah, first I time. Think yeah, I think Which was, was awesome, forever. but I wondered... Yeah, like, yeah. I was not watching intently all weekend. I'm sorry that this part of the year I am struggling to do that. But, um, like, Discord seemed to think it was a penalty, but they weren't sure it was actually going to be called a major. 
so the the penalty was the the contact to the head and it was it came like just after a a review for a northern hit that was a good solid shoulder to shoulder but the head kind of gets into there eventually but the contact was shoulder to shoulder someone got laid out uh and and they reviewed it and didn't call it and then we come around behind the net and i don't know remember who it was that got hit from our side but they were they were engaged with another Northern player and another Northern player comes around the net and it just, it's straight right through his head. It, it goes, it, it, it's connected to the head. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. When you look at the overhead, it was hard to tell exactly where it was on some of the side views, but it was right behind the net. So they had the overhead view for the goalie. And as soon okay. as they put it on the overhead view, all yep. you could see was he just came straight through here. There was no shoulder contact at all. It was a really good call. I think. Okay, yeah, I so think we're lucky it, a... it happened underneath the, the goal camera. Correct. I think if it Marvelous, wasn't under yeah. the goal camera, it would have been tough, especially given that they had just reviewed a northern hit and called it shoulder shoulder. Because when you see the side cameras, it does you can't tell exactly where it is because he is engaged with somebody else. But that overhead view is, yep, that's just head. You you can see exactly where the first contact is, and it's definitely on his head. Yeah, so and it, I guess that kind of brings call. brings another frustration of mine like to the forefront is that you know, Van Unen got two, oh. he got two, you know, he got two game misconducts in back-to-back games and then is allowed to play the third. And I understand that right now the league standard is three game misconducts before there's discipline, but I, uh, you know, this might be a, just a rules complaint because I understand by letter of the law, he was, he's allowed to play on Saturday, but I feel like that's just a recipe for a disaster. You've got a player that's got misconducts in back-to-back games. The third one that he's about to play is a high-emotion rivalry game. And, I, you know, maybe that's my homer glasses saying that I want the biggest advantage possible, but it just didn't sit right with me that he had been kicked out of back-to-back games and then was just Don't say stuff like this right before Swankler's about to join the team. You're going to regret this. (laughs) <laughs> I like, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of the game first and of tech hockey second. So, I mean, if he deserves one, I'll tell you, but I think the other thing that was important on Friday is, is Blake was on his game. That's very um, true. That's very true. Blake had a very, very good game on, on Friday night. And I don't remember which one of the goals it was uh, on Saturday night, but it was one where it's like, ah, the first one was, was rough from what I heard. But after like later in the first period, Dirk made it sound like he made like three I think ma- amazing saves in a row. Um, so he had his stretches on Saturday, but he wasn't he wasn't Superman like he was Friday. Yeah, he had his stretches. We also our second period was rough on Saturday. There was not a lot going on, even though we did have the one goal. It's one goal on four shots. I mean, I don't feel like we had much. I don't know. Look at the stats actually, but I didn't feel like we had a lot of zone time uh, going on uh at, at all for long stretches of time in Saturday night's game so I, I think the the results are exactly what they should have been from the weekend you know northern played better on Saturday we play better on Friday and this is what we end up with yeah I don't disagree it's just disappointing that that uh for how well we've played at um the Barry that they didn't have a better showing yeah agreed but let me pull this up. One of the things that I've really wondered about that we can kind of pivot to from the first half is why some of the guys like Jack works aren't getting worked into the penalty kill so that guys like Mosley and Kukkonen aren't spending so much time on the ice 
trying to prevent goals when they can save their energy to try and score them or play five on five more, right? Um, I'm trying to get Instat up here to look at maybe like the last five games kind of stuff instead of the whole season. I wish it let me do more than pick between three, five, and ten. But yeah, so where's well, apparently they won't give me that info on a average basis. So like, so the last five games, yeah, Jack Works has got an average of thirty-five seconds on the PK. Kukkonen's at twenty. Blaze Richards at one second, and Cash Rasmussen's at one second with Nordstrom, Raymond, Peterson, Gordon, Stauber, and Bronte all at zero. Um, with Mosley, Logan Piedla, Arvid Kataroff, Max Koski Purdy all like a minute and a half or more per game. And it it always felt like maybe we were like, I don't know. I don't know how to think about it, it, but it just feels like special teams, defensive special teams, it seems like some of these guys that maybe aren't as offensively skilled can be spending more time on the penalty kill. But maybe that maybe part of it is because you're shorthanded. You're trying to get the, the fastest guys out there that can cover the ground. But um I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts? I think it's interesting that, I mean, we had Mosley seem to be sprung for some, uh, getting sprung for a couple of shorthanded goals. We haven't had that this year. There's been no like offensive jump on the, uh, on the PK at all. Like that, I don't think we've had, uh, have we had a shorty this year or not? I don't know. I'd have to look and see. But no, it, it seems like, do we I have to look at the stats? I know Jay Z posts them every week. Do we end up using the same players on both PK and PP? Definitely some of them. It's a lot of heavy overlap, right? Uh, I think one of the I things we have you're one shorty from Logan Piedela. Okay. Go ahead, Dustin. I, I think it just comes down to, from a coaching standpoint, you want your best players on the ice in the most important situations. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's as simple as that. I think we're even seeing it during five on five play, though, too. The fourth line isn't rolling as much as other years when we've been a little bit more of a, a depth team, right? Where the fourth lines yeah. rolled more, you know, you look at the, the fourth lines numbers, they're averaging 10, 15 minutes less on mm. ice time. Than, yeah. They're than averaging the like seven minutes a game, seven to five. Yeah. If I, I mean, that's completely off the top of my head, uh, but I think that's probably uh, a good rough guess. So, and the thing is, is those lines are creating chances with the reckless four check that they have going when those guys are on the ice. I mean, cash scored uh, in the last couple of weeks, right? That's uh, mm-hmm. the lines he's on. So I don't know. I'm no expert on the X's and O's. I don't get paid to <laughs> to do this, but I wish we'd use our fourth line more. Yeah. I think some of it does come down to what Dustin's saying is that, you know, about a quarter of our game is spent on special teams one way or the other. And most of that is focused on the same group of forwards i'd say um i think the defense is a little different because you know matt campbell is going to be on power play but he's not going to be on penalty kill um let me look at that actually i got it up here yeah so like uh casper vaharadio isn't really doing power play jed piedla isn't trevor russell isn't over the last five games so it's mainly chase and matt campbell um on the power play um, with Works, Mosley, Kukkonen, Logan, Piedla, Koski, Purdy, all above two minutes a game in power play, an average power play time over the last five games. 
Gordon Cataroth are right there at 140 and then drops off for Peterson, Raymond, uh, the other two. And then it looks like the rest are all just guys that, you know, probably played the last nine seconds of a power play kind of thing just to yeah. get the because they know right, they're yeah. not going to have control or like it's, you know, a D, lo- D zone face off with one second left. You might as well put your regular line out there um, yep. kind of thing because they're all under 21 seconds. So. Yeah, I think it's um, maybe I'm wrong because maybe, I, you know, maybe I'm not thinking, you know, I realize now Jack works is on the power play. So maybe that makes sense that he's one of the guys that's more focused on that side than the D side um, for the penalty kill. Yeah, Jack works might be my favorite player on this team right now. Just yeah, same the here. way the way he's able to like mix it up in the corners, win those battles and just get to the dirty areas. It's just it's something you need on any team. And it's cool to see him. You know, yeah. uh, for lack of a better term, just getting to work. You know, <laughs> he's 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 a he's uh he's a pleasure to watch, and I'm happy he's on the team. Yep, agreed. He's he's always always stirring the pot, <laughs> always getting things moving. Uh, it's it's a good thing to see. For yep, sure, they're they're built different up there in the Northwest Territory, I suppose. Or is he? <laughs> but yeah, to me, it just seems like like you said, Rob, like Bronte Rashmussen. Nordstrom and Richards, whoever of those four are playing on a given day, it feels like. Well, look at the, the assist Bronte had this week. I mean, yeah, that was just pure hustle and easy toss over for the goal. It was beautiful. Yeah, um, it just seems like those guys, the way they're playing, they bring a different thing, a different style to the game, which is a good thing. Yeah, a different and, look and for the line. And and why are they? Um, I don't know. Like, if we just look at even strength, uh, the highest forward is Kataroth, which I assume is related to the fact that Joe trusts him the most on faceoffs, probably. Um, So you've got Kataroth, Mosley, Gordon, all at like 15 minutes or higher, uh, Kukkonen, Koski, Purdy, and Works between that 15 minutes and 13 and a half. Then you got Pietela, Raymond, Peterson, but in the twelve-minute range, and then Bronte is at about ten. Rasmussen, Nordstrom, Richards are eight and a half, seven, and six and a half. And it just with, with the way we see how it seems like so much of the game determ- is determined by what kind of start we get off to, and then they maybe have a surge in the second period, maybe have a lull in the second period, but it does seem like the third period is generally not our best right and uh, so it seems like like maybe we're not giving up goals but we're not scoring a ton in the third so it just seems like the the obvious question is is that because joe's overplaying his best players and not like and you've seen this too i well you probably haven't been watching the wild much either dustin but like they've talked a lot lately about how much better kirill has been playing because he's been playing a couple minutes less uh, and getting more of like a, a quarter of the minutes versus playing a third of the minutes. And I think it's just one of the questions you have to ask is if, is, is Joe leaning too much on who he perceives as the best players? Not that he's wrong about that. I mean, I, I don't necessarily want to see Gordon on the ice less, right? Like there, no, he's been wonderful. It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> But but would he actually be better if he played uh, 14 shifts a game instead of 17? 
I don't know. Um, but yeah, it looks like uh, most of the forwards are, or most of the top forwards are averaging 16, 17 shifts a game. Uh, but then like, and Bronte's up there too. It just seems like he's taken shorter shifts than most where like Bronte, Bronte to cat to Mosley, like all those forwards that I mentioned are 14 to 17 shifts a game on average. Um, with then Rasmussen, Nordstrom, and Richards down at 10 and 11. So it, I guess it isn't as big a disparity as you would think, but maybe the problem is that the some of these other guys are getting stuck out on the ice too long at times. Yes, it could be. So who knows? It's hard to say. I thought it was a discussion worth having. Um, yeah, no, agreed. <clears throat> I like the CSP Smart even in those lines, and, and it comes with trusting those lower lines to, to do the right thing. What's the plus minus of those guys? Do you have that handy? The fourth line guys? Uh so Bronte, Rasmussen, and Richard and Richards is even uh which I I'm guessing the way that they're showing this means there wasn't a goal scored either way when he's been on the ice in the last five. Okay. Um, because Mosley's listed as a zero, whereas he's listed as a dash. Sure, sure. Um Nordstrom's a minus one. Rasmussen's a plus one, Bronte's a plus one, Peterson's a minus one. Ryman's actually a minus, what is that, two? I'm trying to do math in my head here and it's not going well. Three. Fuck no, that's a four, I think. Minus four, that's not great. Um, What a day. Oh, man, Packers just muffed a punt and the, the Giants recovered. Cool. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Are you in the market for insurance? Have your rates for home, auto, boat, or more been increasing way beyond inflation? If so, maybe it's time you spoke with Aaron Piedela and the team at Arcadia Insurance Group, serving Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and more. Who better to serve you than a former Michigan Tech player? For more information, call 866-511-1069 or go to ArcadiaAgency.com. We fund everything a tech hockey guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash tech hockey guide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access or commercial free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. What else did we want to talk about? What are our well, thoughts? Go ahead, Matt. No, I just I don't I didn't have any thoughts left. I just didn't know if we were gonna move on to GLI or what you had in store for us with your next thought. My only other question was uh thoughts on the first half of the CCHA and how 
close it actually is. And Don made the point at one point, I don't know how well everybody listening actually could hear it, but he talked about how, you know, Bowling Green and Bemidji State are playing this weekend. The standings are nuts. I mean, either one of them sweeps, they're going to be either in first place or tied for first place. Right. Yeah. Let me, I would say as if you're looking at the CCHA as a unit and not looking at anything else, this is pure excitement. Like this is anybody in the standings could be anywhere in any given week, depending on how they, they draw and how they split. But I'd say from the national perspective, um, it's tough for me to look at what happened in the first half of the season across the league and not be a little disappointed with how things gone. Our out of conference did not go the way I thought it would. Um, Tech's dropped some games specifically that I really think they should have had. I'm looking at that upstate New York trip. Yeah, those. And, yeah, those would be. So those uh, are ones that ones I. Those are ones that I really uh, want back. So Alaska, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the nice thing about Alaska is we'll get one more shot at them, but we'll see if that ends up being a good or bad thing at GLI. But I know. Um, I think so. I I I'm I'm choosing to look at the CCHA as its own bubble this year because. Uh, it's it's much more it's it's a very exciting thing it's going to be a race to the finish and you know Harrison already predicted that whoever is the eighth seed is going to beat the one seed in the, in the CCHA tournament this year and I I I you know there's a good chance that that's just that because he thinks Ferris State's going to be the eighth seed I mean that that's he's probably he's <laughs> it's probably well, what there, he's thinking he's probably that's thinking, the only layer of the CCHA that stratified itself in any way is Ferris at the bottom nobody else is is in any way stratified yet there are no breaks in the standings like we've said right yep it, uh yeah the biggest thing that's keeping um we got games i don't in know hand, the other thing is, but... is i don't I, I should look and see if there is ever a uh, point this season other than the end when we're at the same number of games played <laughs> sure um last year it was like second to last week before it was even right yeah, well, it, it never will be until the end because we have nine teams. But I guess Augustana doesn't count. Augustana doesn't count. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they don't count in this year. So, and um, you're wrong. Then, it can be even at any given moment, even with nine. You just have to have the certain number of teams off at the same time and all that stuff. But you're always going to have one team that, if you have nine, is has finished while the other four are playing the last weekend. Yeah, but that doesn't mean in the middle of December it can't sure, be even. Sure, sure. That's what I'm sure. getting at. Gotcha. Yeah. Going into the last weekend, you're never going to have it even. Correct. With an odd number. Correct. There we go. We got our semantic math argument out of the way there, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> unless we, unless we make teams only play one one game series in the middle of the week, which you that is one thing. I don't know how well that was that came across with how Don's uh, audio was sounding there. Yeah. Going going forward, there will be three teams with pods of three that will have weird one game series is happening. I'm not sure. Once I'm... every three years. Once every three years. Yeah, it's not yeah. all the time. But... So each pod, one pod will do four and two. The other pod will do two and four. And then one pod will do three and three, yep. um, which is still very interesting to me. I'm it's not ju- sure how I like very, that. It's very strange to me, for sure. And obviously, yeah. I'm not a fan of the fact that uh, we get to get to be in a pod with Bemidji. I'd rather have Lake State, but I get geography and how it works. Um, yep. Well, you got yeah, it. Would you be, break it, would it somewhere. Be, it would be real cute if we got to have the pod of Austin Northern and Lake State, but yeah, you know. no, I didn't even feel like asking him about the uh, 
well, Bowling Green Robert leaving Morris thing. Fix from last no, week. that was that wasn't worth having yeah, that conversation with the audio problems. Yeah, no, no, yeah, but I, I, you know, the thing that we didn't touch on last week that I think is interesting about the Bowling Green situation is that the CCHA name oh. came because Bowling, Bowling Green, Green held on it. to it, yep. and yep. now they're looking yep. to. The one thing like I one did mount- want to ask him, maybe you know? leaving, even if we didn't get rumor into that leaving. The one thing yeah. I did want to ask him, even though we didn't want to get into necessarily like, is Bowling Green possibly leaving? Was does the CCHA actually have a buyout? Like, is there any pr- cost to leaving, like the NCHC has? And I'm guessing yeah, the answer been... no, but I honestly don't know. Yeah, no. no, I don't either. So. Um, but anyway, let's I'm, get on I to completely, the... I completely missed this rumor. Where Where is Bowling Green thinking they're going? This was like a big... Dave Ellis told us last yeah. week on the podcast that he had heard from multiple people that Bowling Green applied to Atlantic Hockey because they hate... Huh. Since Augustana joined, they hate the travel. They don't like... Yeah, well, they don't like that things are trending further west and they're stuck as like the only... The furthest east team. Okay. Uh, and and he went to Bowling trails. Green. <laughs> yeah. And he went to Bowling Green and asked uh some guys if it was true. And they both gave him the look of like, where did you hear that from? Nobody's supposed to know. At least that's what I took from the way he said it. Um so yeah, it was uh that was interesting. It was on the podcast last week if you want to hear it. Um I don't recall which episode it actually ended up in for the public, so maybe I'll have to listen to two episodes. Um, but yeah, that was last week. So um, I guess anything else about any of that, guys, or should we get into the GLI? I'm ready to talk GLI. Okay. Um, yeah, so we get the GLI as the next games for Michigan Tech. Basically, from what Don Lucia said earlier in the podcast, if Austin Swinkler is determined to be eligible for the second half of the season, he will be eligible to play at GLI. The question is, we don't will actually he, yeah. know if he is determined to be eligible for the second half, especially after what happened with the Bowling Green Police Department review of the situation and the internal investigation at Bowling Green. It seems to contradict his reasoning for being able to get an expedited transfer outside of the normal window. I'm well, not sure. He's got a history of sliding past NCAA regulations, so <laughs> like... it's true. Yeah, which usually means more scrutiny next time, not less. Yeah, um... and I, I, I said this in in the Red Wings chat and and the Tech Hockey Guide server already, but um, I view the addition of Swankler much like how I ad- I view the addition of Patrick Kane to the Red Wings. Um, the jury is out in how I feel about him as a person, but I am very happy that he is wearing a sweater of a team I enjoy rather than a team that I don't, given the, just ta- the talent level that he has and the talent level I'm going to assume that he will bring. But that also, you know, remains to be seen. He spent a semester off, pretty much training solo. We don't know, like, what the result of this police report is. Like, there's so many moving parts that I hope kind of... I hope they fall the right way. I hope that... This isn't another uh, character misjudgment by Joe as seen earlier this season, and we'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But um, just a lot of question marks, and I think it'll be it'll be fun to get out there, especially, you know, it's nice to go to a game a mile from my home. So <laughs> I, 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 I'm excited for that. I'm probably going to host a couple of the Misfits kids if I can talk Abby into it. So it'll be a, it'll be a good time. 
That's cool. I know, uh, Rob, you'll be there. Matt, you'll be there. Uh, it sounds like Ryan Johnson will be there. So I already told him to contact you guys. If you guys end up recording anything, you can talk to him for one of the periods or whatever. Um, so yeah. And then we can have, uh, Britain on the talk. Um, Sounds like John Scott will be there, so I might have to reach out to him to see if he'll join our podcast for a part of that. Sounds like he'll be recording his podcast there at some point. Um, but hopefully I can find some time on the day before you go, Rob, to uh, walk you through how all the equipment works. Yeah, can we'll record see. Some stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll see. And go i got to figure there. out a laptop situation for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh I don't, it all depends on when you're going to be coming back and maybe I can give you the one that I've been, that I can let you use. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, my GLI thoughts this year are not like super straightforward in terms of how I think we're going to do as a result, because usually my mentality is that if tech can win the first game, I feel like they usually have a decent chance at the second game, but this year, if they can get past Alaska and exercise that demon, um, with all due respect to Ferris, I I believe that they would be seeing Michigan State that second night, and the way they've turned around this season, um, and the talent that they have acquired, and the way they're kind of firing on all cylinders right now, I'm not sure how Tech fares in that game. So, um, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a, a fun year. It's going to be a, a good measuring stick. I think it's going to be a good turnout fan wise. Um, cool thing. The uh the the designated like tech student section is like the only part of the building right now that is sold out. So good job, everyone. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing you there, and, and I'm glad we're still holding up our end of the deal. Is that sold out just because they're all in possession of tech? No, like they're they, actually. How, does that, like, how do the tickets work? I guess is what. Okay, I'm so the way the tickets are worked is that each school has a block of tickets on yep. the internet. You can unlock this block of tickets with the specific code for your school. Um, the ones that are reserved in the tech block have already like completely been bought up. Okay. So, and that's, that's just the lower bowl section. I bought the upper bowl section just above it because that's, uh, the vantage point that I prefer. And also, uh, I like being able to stand and I'll probably be by the band. So that's kind of nice, but, um, I'm excited to see uh, what the turn of the other schools will be like. I imagine, uh, aside from Britain, we won't be seeing a whole lot of Nooks fans, but that would be cool if we did. Um, Hopefully Ferris travels well, and it's just like Harrison says, where there are Ferris fans that just don't wear Ferris gear. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's always fun for me to see the way that like Tech fans show out, no matter where the game is being played. And even though it's in state or or you know it's downstate, it's you know nine hours away from campus. It's probably still going to be the highest population of people there, despite the fact that Michigan State is just an hour down the road. Well, it's not like Michigan State has a bowl game this year. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I really hope their students are buying into being a hockey school because they should. That's going to be the only sport worth watching for like the next three years at least. Yeah, that's possible. I see Michigan State hired Minnesota's defensive coordinator to be their defensive coordinator, Dustin. Oh yeah, that's a that's a great strategy for success is stealing <laughs> people away from the Gophers football team. I don't know. They've yeah, been a Gophers. pretty good defense. Yeah, until they play a good team. Yeah, well, Michigan State should have better players if they're yeah. good. As somebody that lives in the West Michigan area, I was sad to see P.J. Fleck leave Western. I know he had to go get his payday, but that Western team that year was special. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So Matt, you said Can Jordan that, Love actually like throw it towards their wide receiver every hey, once in a while. So I'm like God. The, the third down play. <laughs> are you talking about the third down play before the? Yeah, yeah. So he threw it fine. Jaden Jaden Reed never found the ball. That should have been a touchdown. I was gonna bitch about it, but Matt was talking. So sorry. No, it's uh, fine. It, it, we don't it, need to talk about football. I mean, my comment is more like just in general, like every time I look up, he's missing somebody somewhere. Yeah, but that wasn't but, his fault. That was Jaden Reed's fault for not finding the ball. Understood. Yeah, he because he he definitely was pissed off at himself for not finding the ball because um, it was it was a really good throw. If he had found the ball, that's a touchdown. But anyway, uh, so Matt, you put what do you put the odds of Michigan Tech winning the tournament? You're talking GOI, right? Yes. Okay. Um, (laughs) I thought we were talking about when you say the 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 tournament. Yeah. When you say the tournament, tournament, there are several. Yeah. My mind goes to that Minnesota State one you guys were talking about this week. Yeah. I was about to say, they're just going to show up at the X in March, and that's the one they're just going to run the table. (laughs) Um, That would be awesome, but. Uh, until we would, see what impact, until we see that Swankler's playing and what impact he has, I have no faith in that. Oh, I think I they think, can win the Minnesota State tournament without without um, Swankler. <laughs> Pro- probably, probably, but um, I'd probably put Tech as like third best odds. But the thing is, like, I feel like the first three are pretty close, and then there's a pretty large uh, gap before we get to Ferris at like fourth best odds. Yeah. Um. I think this is state's tournament to lose this year, which is, I mean, probably good for like hockey in the state of Michigan as a whole, because is honestly, state... it's good for develop. State is good this no, year. No, but is state missing anybody for world juniors? Um, I think they, they might, might be getting be. good enough to actually do that now. Right. Yeah. I believe they are good <laughs> enough to lose a few players to world juniors. So that and... is a factor that could work towards us, but I still by think the they're pop, a strong by the time this podcast podcast drops we will know whether or not koski purdy is on the the finish uh, team the finish preliminary roster i think that drops on thursday mm-hmm. um so we'll have a better clue of the possibility of missing him more than likely he's not making the team um he's yeah. a very good player but there are like four there are like five different centers that are like top three draft picks th- th- top three round draft picks already um that are eligible to play yet for Finland so I don't think he's going to make the team but I do expect him to make a p- preliminary roster if if yeah. they do a prelim roster that makes sense and when the dust settles from all that to answer your original question I'd say I would put the odds tech wins the tournament at probably about 30% like I don't think it's unreasonable for them to win the tournament but I think that it's going to be a lot of work to kind of exercise their demons against Alaska this year. And then once they do that, they're more than likely going to have to face a very good Michigan State team that I think is probably the odds-on favorite. So I, I, I'm I, still riding with the Huskies. I'm still going to be cheering with them the whole way. You know me. But I think uh, in, in a rational sense, giving them a 30% chance to walk away with the McKinnis Cup this year is reasonable. All right. Anybody else? Higher or lower? No, I think that thirty is a is a good hope. I think it's like the last game is going to be rough. I mean, we've already shown that with two games against them, with a loss and a tie, right? So, um, getting past Alaska is going to be difficult. Then you look at what uh, 
Michigan State is doing this year. We've talked about Wisconsin being decent and Minnesota being decent in the Big Ten, but uh, there's a team above them, and that's Michigan State. So yeah, it's a it's a pretty stacked uh, couple of games that we're gonna have to go through if we do. And sorry, sorry, Harrison, I, I don't think Ferris uh, wins a game uh, in Grand Rapids this year. I don't I don't see them coming yeah, out I'm- with a win. And I'm all additionally sorry, Harrison. I am officially engaged to a Spartan, so I can no longer ride with the dogs for that game <laughs> as much as I would like to. <laughs> I'll cheer for him, Harrison. <laughs> I'll back Ferris. You can cheer I'll for back... him, but do you think they'll win, Dustin? I'll back Ferris, Ferris no, in no, my heart. They're not going to win. <laughs> Abby doesn't need to know that. Um, I, Dustin, I'm not actually, worried hey, about... Dustin, you can actually watch two Michigan Tech hockey games. What? They're, They're going to be streamed TV? for free on, uh, is it Fox UP or TV6? I don't know. Um, but we'll find the link and we'll get it out there. But, yeah, both those games are going to be streamed for free by uh, oh, TV6 wow. or Fox UP. I don't know what the actual link is, but, yeah. Sweet. They um, have a Roku actually... app that I believe you'll be able to watch through. So, like, if you oh, have... I have a Roku TV. Yeah, yeah if, you have a, if you have a Roku TV, just, like, look up the TV6 app, which can be a little bit, you know, because everyone's got a TV6 in, like, whatever metro area. But when you find the UP one, they actually yeah. do... So probably it's a at the bottom nice of the app. list, the TV6 app. <laughs> probably. <laughs> well, yeah, I found it pretty easy. I just looked up, like, uh, TV6 and found it and put it on there. And it was actually kind of nice because they'll uh, show some of the, like... They won't show like all the shows that they have on like all day, but like the stuff that they own, like their uh broadcasts and their like news reports and stuff are on there, which is kind of nice. Because sometimes okay. I'm sick of big city news and I just want to turn on <laughs> UP news and it's nice. It's all just right. it's just like all right, I get to watch like Upers making their own commercial, which like who who lets them do that? But it's fun to watch. All right, so thoughts on the GLI that you get to watch, Dustin? Uh, I guess I'm not as worried about. Alaska, as you guys, obviously it's been a challenge. But, I mean, past record this year shows that, but I just think that's a game that Tech has improved enough over the last couple months that they'll be able to take down Alaska. I mean... Well, I think the biggest thing then... for me is that they're not going to underestimate Alaska like they probably yeah. did at the beginning. And I also yeah, think that's true. the the drama of what was going on for the first five games is gone. So I just think uh, like, I'm not saying they will win, but I think Michigan tech's odds of beating Alaska are better than uh, a coin flip. So. Yeah, I do too. I, yeah. I, I think, I think they've got a good chance of beating Alaska. This team is a different team than it was when they played them the first time. Uh, but I do agree with you guys. Uh, Michigan State's going to be a very hard out. Um, I do not give Tech a real high percentage chance of beating the Spartans if it ends up being that matchup. Uh, that just looks like a really solid team this year. So 30% that, that Matt's giving it, I, I think that's probably pretty close um, with the 30% chance being that 30% chance Tech can beat Michigan State. All right. Well, now we have the uh, the name for the second part of the episode. We got thirty percent. Yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> so on the preliminary roster, I should go look at the athletic and see what the projected roster is. But on the preliminary roster, Michigan State has a goalie, a defenseman, and a forward. Forty percent. <laughs> no, I'm still riding with thirty. State is still a very deep team, even with three players out. But the goalie, that's probably the starting goalie, right? 
Yeah, I, I, that's I, the I one can... thing I do really want to look at is how much that has is the backup true. goalie played. That is right. true. Backup that goalie could, that could, could have that a could big move impact. the goalpost to like thirty-five for me, but mm-hmm. the backup goalie has played two games, ninety-eight total minutes, average goals goals against average of three and an eight ninety-six save percentage. Ooh, Ooh okay, thirty-seven percent. So let's hope 37. Trey Augustine makes the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> or makes the team, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that could. I mean, I mean. Granted, I mean, Michigan, Michigan Tech was wasn't Michigan us. Tech the source of that like walk on goalie becoming a stud at Michigan? Didn't yeah, he Michigan multiple GLI? years. Michigan had like backup goalies beat us, like shut us out. Yeah. So, uh, and then Isaac Howard is the forward. He's the second leading scorer on points, but he's not very high on goals. And then the defenseman is Patrick Geary, and he is not very high on points, three and three. Um, I don't know what else about him. He, so, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how many of those guys actually make the team. Uh, but, yeah, what? Uh, speaking of goalies, one question I have for you to maybe wrap up the whole podcast. How many games do you think – Max Verinen starts the rest of the year. I don't know because Joe like made a point of saying that Max was going to probably be seeing an even split throughout here. And we haven't really been seeing that. And as much as it's hard for me to fault playing Blake Pietola, knowing the goalie he's capable of being, I'm seeing a whole lot of the trend where he's lights out on Friday and isn't as sharp on Saturday. So I feel like that's an opportunity to put Max in there and you know we've seen him be a hell of a goalie i think that if i if if my name is joe sean and i'm putting together a lineup for the rest of the year i'm putting blake in on friday and max in on saturday for the rest of the year until it stops working and i have to reassess that thought process but right now i think that's the way that it should be looked at that's you know if i was in charge of things so to answer your question in a perfect world, I would like to see him get about half of the remaining starts left. Reasonably, I think he'll get about like twenty-five to thirty percent of the starts left. Uh-huh. I think less. I'm I think the other way. Like I think I think less. you're. I think <laughs> yeah. you're, I I think he should get half, or th- I don't even think he's going to get a quarter because he hasn't yeah, I... gotten a start in how long? When's his last start? It's like he got like two. Like he hasn't had a start in quite a while, has he? I don't think I want to say his last start was whatever our last home series was that I'm just throwing sure, on right now. It sure feels like a long time. <laughs> yeah. Max has played in four games and his last game was November seventeenth against Ferris. He played two games in November, two games in October. So he's and maybe that's about... a guys in front of him type thing because I thought in that loss to Ferris that was more on the guys just looking flat and I thought he played a good game and maybe it's just a deal of the guys being confident in front of him but I think in terms of like skill I I'd, I'd like to see him get a get more of a split and I, it's not a knock on Blake at all he is who he is and he's he, he I he I think he showed that in like with an exclamation point on Friday I just think that the opportunity I think our best opportunity going forward is to give it a 50-50 split, which I don't think is going to happen, but that is what I would like to see. Yeah. I'm I'm there with you, Matt. I would like to see him get somewhere between half and a quarter 
Like every other weekend, he should be starting on Saturday at the minimum to me. And I think you're right that that I think I think that would do good for Blake for whatever reason to have more of a split. Um, I feel like it would be good for Blake to understand that even though um, there's a very solid argument to be made that he's the best player on this team, that he doesn't have to be the only player on the ice at all times. I think that could be, that could end up being a healthy thing if it's looked at the right way, you know? Yeah. No, I agree with that. Uh, Anything else on that guys? No, I don't know. I just think that maybe we should get a chance to see Morelli at some point. (laughs) (laughs) You can see him on home games on the bench. You'll get to see, you'll get to see him scoring an empty net against Northern in that exhibition. That's my call right now. Well, I'm I'm guessing that the the exhibition with oh, he, Northern yeah. will be all Morelli and Verdon, probably, and a lot more time uh, for I all the guys that, that don't exhibition game. dress half the time, <laughs> and then all the guys that are playing twelve minutes or less a game. So. I'm tempted to make a drinking yeah. game for that yeah. game because no one's watching it in seriousness. So. No. I don't know. Somebody will. Somebody yeah. will, Matt. I mean, right. either way, it's against Northern. If, I hope we win, but it doesn't mean. If you anything. come up with a drinking game for that game, if you come up with a drinking game for that, send it my way, and I will participate virtually with you. <laughs> I I will will do. I if if it ends up being on TV six, I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm probably gonna do something like Dave Ellis tells you something you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything yeah. else, guys? No, I'm happy calling it a podcast. Right. Yeah, same here. If you made it this far, tweet a waffle emoji at mcavenderthg. mcavender <laughs> underscore thg, excuse me. One minute remaining in the podcast. Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Uh, we've got various levels from $2 a month all the way up to 20 well, all the way up to $50 a month, I think now, um, which includes special features like extra podcast content and earlier access to podcasts at different times and whether you want video or audio or whatever follow us on twitter at chasing mac pod or at tech hockey guide you can submit questions through twitter facebook or on our patreon page don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on apple google spotify or wherever you get your podcast if you can't find the podcast on your site of choice please let us know and we'll make it happen the more you rate, review, and share, the more people we can reach. So tell your friends. If you give us a five-star rating, Dustin will read the review uh, you leave. So no matter what it says, uh, let's see some ratings and uh, see what you guys have to say. I totally botched that, but who cares? Nobody listens to this part. Yeah, once nobody submits reviews either. Yeah. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, Fibkey Dental in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, Arcadia Insurance, and Livonia Technical Services. Finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at thethankyounotes.bandcamp.com.
You've been listening to the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA.